Hello everyone, welcome back to the Dugout Podcast. You're back with the boys, Scousy, Jackie and Cal. Yeah. We don't um, have Benny here today, so unfortunately everyone left to miss out listening to someone cry about Trent this week. So um, <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll graft on. <laughs> We're going to be talking about match week 17. We're going to be talking about the World Cup. We're going to be talking about the big um, Piers Morgan interview with Sue Cristiano Ronaldo. So we've got some hot topics to talk about. There's a lot of things in and out with the World Cup as well. Mm. I would like to touch on players getting injured, some certain things being banned and whatnot, but let's just kick it off and get the ball rolling. Yeah, up to boys. Good to be back. Unfortunately, if you're not here, Benny, you're going to get roasted every time. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you miss an episode, it is you are put to the flame. So. You're on the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, this is a bit of a weird one for us because we've got 10 games to talk about because we did record last week. However, it was... Before all the games happen, but these last ten games that happen, the last for a whole month, whole month off of this World Cup now. So it's just after Christmas time. I believe the twenty seventh is when mm. the first game is for us, our time. Um, is that yeah, Premier League. Yeah, the Premier League. These Carabao Cup before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're going to be some interesting games. It could be a time for the, the smaller teams to nick a result against the bigger you? guys. Well, the World Cup starts tonight, two a.m. Qatar versus Ecuador. I will not be staying up. For no, it. I'll watch. I'll watch <laughs> the first half of England tomorrow. Got time yeah. at eleven. I will be staying up for England. But yeah, let's kick it off with the biggest shock of this whole last week of Premier League games. Tony, Tony, <laughs> oh. Mister Bet Three Six Five himself. <laughs> I was spewing to before this game started. I just had a feeling. I was like, Brentford are going to get something done here. I was like, I obviously couldn't change my fucking um, prediction and whatnot. I watched the first half and yeah, Brentford looked really good against really good. a team's playing at home. Like obviously City did what they do, having the most possession and kicking the ball around and that. But when <laughs> Brentford had the ball, like they just looked super promising and yeah. like they just looked a bit more dangerous in terms of going forward. They continue their weird run of form where they just like really bang average and pull out these big results against the big boys. It's huge for them against City at home too, because mm. Holland's been a machine at home so yeah. far this season. No, yeah, didn't score at all. Couldn't even get it started. But yeah, the stats fucking do not tell the tale of this one. Um, Ivan Tony on a double, both well-taken goals too. Phil Foden's goal as well. Yeah, that was. Half volley, screamer into the top corner. He's on fire at the moment. It's a perfect time to to be on fire (laughs) too, coming into a World Cup. You know, I was thinking the same thing as Scouse. As the game was starting, I was thinking Brentford might do it. And I, and I only thought that because yeah. I'd put a bet on City. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that because City haven't looked super, like... They haven't looked good in the last few weeks. Like a 2-1 to really. Fulham. Um, 1-0 to Leicester. Like they've only just been scraping by points the last couple of weeks. So when they come to this game, I was like, if Brentford's stiffened up in the back, you know, block the channels and try getting the counter-attack, they could actually get something out of this and... Fortunately for Brentford, they end up doing it. And yeah, credit it, to them. I know, that's why I picked only 2-0 to City, because they have been scraping through games. I thought Brentford yeah. can be on their day, hard to beat. Yeah. Do we but, reckon um, Tony had a bet on this game? Oh, well, <laughs> let's get into it. So he's been charged by over 200 breaches of betting on football. <laughs> it does say he's never once betted on Brentford, though. So mm. oh. credit to him on that front. But It's crazy <laughs> how it's illegal to bet on games like... If, you, if it's not you or your team or like... Well, it's because you're in that world, you could potentially influence. If you're a, if you know someone who's at a shit team... Yeah. And you say, hey, just fall over a couple of times. I yeah. need to guarantee. 
a sure. yellow card or something. But yeah, between 2017 and 2021, 232 times, which is crazy that he, he was just betting every week, basically. Yeah. <laughs> five years. When like it's five bets a weekend. Illegal to do it. Why wouldn't he just get like his cousin to do it for him or something? Well, it might be that he's actually doing that. It could be that, yeah. yeah just they've information. Not, just uh, transfer on. me the money, Tony. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should great. You want to reach out to the comments? Friend of the show. Um, yeah, it's, it's very weird. They've... Nothing more has come out other than that. Obviously, with the World Cup, it's a perfect time to kind of handle internal beefs. Um, this will be one of them, but very interesting to see what the future holds for Tony, whether there'll be some sort of ban involved. Or well, say Sturridge was involved in a, in a betting scandal and he was banned for nine months. Yeah. So I mean, if you, if you even have one mistake like that, it, it's, a, it's a big thing. Yeah. If Tony gets banned for the rest of the time. season, that's going to be detrimental to Brentford. That's, yeah. Well, that's if wild. it's if it's true, two hundred plus times, that's I feel like that's more than it the rest be, of the season. Yeah, it could be kicked from the whole <laughs> I th- league, whole league system. It could end yeah. up playing non-league again. I think it's this is pretty serious. This if it if it's come if out that he is like directly yeah. involved. Yeah, and it, obviously to the degree if he's betting on specific things that are happening to like, I think freaking Ben Mee's going to get four yellow cards for Burnley. Yeah, who knows. If it's just like a multi or something, but... They'd be paying a fair bit these days. Yeah. <laughs> not playing for Burnley anymore. Yeah, not that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Back in the day, because he wasn't betting on Brentford games, very specific. That's crazy, yeah. Imagine if he just gets booed out of the league. I mean, nuts, eh? Scared. And to think he was on the precipice. He should have been in this England squad. Yeah. yeah. And now he, he's facing... Another. But I think that came out... That allegation came out before the City game. Am I right in saying no, I don't. Oh, I'm not sure. Might been after. So it was last weekend, yeah. Yeah, <coughs> just, I mean, it kind of overshadows the fact that um, maybe he's been betting on leads to throw that lead every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, to say bet most leads, <laughs> but yeah, it, that result now leaves Arsenal sit will be top of the table come Christmas, five points clear of Manchester City. Mm. Um, massive result. It's a healthy gap for Christmas. Very healthy gap coming into the new year too with. You know, the window just around the corner to strengthen squads and get going again. Mm. Next up, Liverpool versus Liverpool's B team, Southampton. <laughs> what was our predictionios? Oh, prediction, sorry, for the City Brentford game. We all had it in the favour of City. Scouse had it 3 0. Jackie had it 4 0. Benny had it 5 0. I had it 2 0. Liverpool versus Liverpool's B team, Southampton. <laughs> I'll swing it over to you boys. Well, how do we do? How do we go? How do we feel afterwards? Nunez, Nunez, Nunez. <laughs> Fucking love Nunez, eh? He is the man. <laughs> Honestly, he's so fucking good. I don't understand why there's any ever criticism about him. Like, cause he made like one opportunity where he didn't pass a ball. But he's, yeah, it's just cause Hallands came and banged fucking 17 goals. He's just been overshadowed. But I think he's sublime, eh? It's cause he's not pretty to watch. No. But like, he's getting numbers. Who's and he, he fights... He fights for everything. Like, he's, he's an absolutely this. workhorse. Someone said it. I think it might have been Paul from Redman TV. He's like, um, when you're watching Nunez, he's like Suarez. He's just chaotic. Yeah. Like, he just comes in the field and just causes chaos. And yeah. that's it for, like... Chaos is It's like word. a Tasmanian devil for yeah. 90 minutes. And it's fucking... I love to see it. And I love to see because he's so unorthodox. Like, he's just not like a normal winger. Yeah. He's not like a normal striker. Yeah. Like, he's just got his own style of play. And it's just... Yeah, I love watching him. Yeah. Chaos is definitely the word. Chaos, yeah. yeah. He just call it, comes on and causes mayhem. 
But yeah, he was on fire this game. I think he's been on fire for weeks. And also, Bobby getting the goal. And then after this game, there was talks about him getting the contract. So, yeah. well in Bobby. Si, <laughs> senor. <laughs> I think um, just on that, actually, he's obviously not being selected for Brazil. There's only seven Liverpool players going to the World Cup. Mm. Oh, only I'm one Liverpool attack is there. Yeah, which I think is fantastic. Good for us. Unfortunately, half of them are injured. At the moment, yeah. Yeah. Like Diaz would go. Jota, Diaz would go. Jota, Jota, Jota would, would go. go. Yeah. Are Colombia at the World Cup? I think, are they? Come if on, Cal. If, if, they they if they were involved. <laughs> Come on, Cal. <laughs> I believe I they're not there. I don't think they are. Actually. I believe they're not there. No, they're falling up. Yeah. Yeah. They are not there. Yeah, that's what, that's what I said anyway. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So lucky we didn't say anything silly. But uh, yeah. Yes, it's yeah. hard to like, it's hard to <laughs> rave on about this game because playing the Anfield beating Southampton is kind of a given. Well, Salah would go to yeah. Egypt, aren't there? Yeah, I Let think. just say that. But I love, <laughs> yeah, I think Elliot is grown into Fuck. a great player, I think. Yeah, next World Cup is going to be his time to shine. I'm keen to see him grow. I'm keen to see um, the transfers that we get. I feel like, we're going to get something big happening very soon. You think there's something big coming in January? Well, also, is this not... We haven't recorded since the club's been put up for sale. Yeah, oh yeah, true. Mm. Yeah. Well, so, that's a tricky one because I think yeah. at first it was just like we're selling shares so people can buy into it. But I think that was just like a protective factor to like being not like we're completely off for sale. Because time's gone on, it seems more like they are going to sell 100% of the company yeah. rather than just shares. So, yeah, I'm happy with it. Apparently, the most richest Saudi Arabian <laughs> wants to buy Liverpool. So, fuck it. Let's take it. 4.3 billion is it, the current. They bought it for 300 million. Yeah. Fucking hell. What a turnaround. It's a dodgy one for Liverpool fans, I think, because we've been saying for so long that City have bought the league. But I think I we've gotten know. to a point now where that couldn't even be used against us. Because, yeah. like, we've built teams for so long with no, with fuck all money. So now our team's really good. And then to get money come in wouldn't make that much of a change in True. terms of what we're doing. Because we're already playing, well, obviously we've had a rough start of the season. But overall, a bit the last six years, seven years with Klopp, been playing really well. But if we were like at the end of Brendan Rodgers and then we got bought out, <laughs> yeah. or at the end of Roy Hodgson, yeah. and then we got different owners, like it'd be different. But yeah, like it's hard to knock FSG. Like as of recent, I want them out, but you can't really knock them for the turnaround they've brought yeah, in Liverpool because sure. we were on we were on the verge of um not a recession. What's it called? Where um oh like bankruptcy. Yeah, where the clubs get they're like a Portsmouth did. What's yeah. that called again? Uh, like into admin. Yeah, administration. administration. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. on the verge of administration before FSG come in. Like we were in the fucking dumps. This is the point that I know Benny's been making that. You guys have it so nice mm. to be saying like FSG out because Bobby's not getting the contract and oh, it's not because <laughs> of that. It's it's like you, bigger. You than boys, that. when it comes to ownership, FSG genuinely like they've not done you dirty. Like, no, like I'm very grateful for what they've done, but they're not the type of owners to maintain success. So they've done more so of like a um, they've done a really good turnaround in terms of building the business. But I feel like now they're capped at what they can do for Liverpool. I can't really see them going any further in terms of success and building. And things like that. I think at this point now, I think that's. I think they feel the same too, and that's why they want to sell. Because if they saw <clears throat> more growth over the next decade, they wouldn't sell the club, especially if they went three hundred mil to over four billion. Well, like I the, think I think they've seen what Chelsea have done in a fire sale where they've sold for a billion 
ish. Yeah. I don't know what the exact Chelsea numbers were, but they're in a far better position than Chelsea. They have time where they can choose a really mm. good, solid buyer. And again, 4.3 bill. Yeah. And I think the FSG out thing started when the Super League started. Yeah. Up until then, we're happy with FSG. And then once the Super League started, it's just like little things have been formed for the cracks since. And that's why <coughs> we want new owners because it's more so I just don't see them growing further from here. Like I see them building infrastructure and things like that and updating technology. If Ronaldo would be happy with that. But <laughs> <laughs> like I don't really see them investing too much more in the team. I think they're too reliant yeah. on Klopp and yeah. his coaching staff to be able to yeah, do what they want to do instead of more of a collaboration. But yeah, yeah I think it is time just to shake hands while things, while they're at the highest of the highs and they can leave with a good reputation yeah, somewhat and then just bring new owners in. What's so I think a, it's a good time for them to leave. What a scary thing is in the Premier League is if you don't have one of these rich owners, you're going to get left behind now. And that's my concern with Liverpool because we've done so well to go from fucking end of Brendan Rodgers to shit else to where we are winning every single trophy available to us in six years and then just not doing much to be able to build on top of that. Like we're still doing the whole sell to buy system. And it's like, we're, yeah. can, we want to be the best team in the world and we are at moments, but we're not doing anything to prove that. Like we have to sell X, Y, and Z to buy X, Y, and Z. And it's just, yeah, it's so confusing, but I'd love to see, um, yeah, I'd love to see new owners come in and see how that trajectory goes. Yeah, I presume post-World Cup, there'll be some, some more development on that. I dare yeah. say there'll be some behind closed work behind closed doors work done I don't want just so. I don't want just any rich owner like I want someone who's actually loves football like they yeah. have to be a football person like I don't want just someone coming in buying the club and then sitting in Dubai or sitting in I don't know America and not doing anything like yeah. the reason I love FSG so much like the reason I do love them because they're at every home game watching mm. nearly and then they're on every jet flying to Champions League games like they're always with the squad yeah. like on jets and games and every week so I want to see the same thing from new owners. I wouldn't be happy if we get the richest person in the world and then he just doesn't care about football. Mm. Well, I think a big thing with that as well, they have a good relationship with Klopp. Mm. So that obviously helps. Yeah. So, yeah, next owners, if we get them, have to be very invested in Liverpool. But Well, results for this one. Scarcely had it 4-0. Jackie had it 4-1. Betty had it 1-0. And I had it 2-1. All in the favour of Liverpool. <laughs> Oh no, he's he's, not, he's 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 off with the fairies, mate. Um, he's predicting a steep decline. For he nearly yeah. um, predicted you know, a result if it wasn't for Ganacho. Yeah. Um, Bournemouth and Everton. Frank out. What's the talks about that? I've seen a lot around it. I think that is outrageous I to say outrageous. Frank out after what he's done this season. I think this Bournemouth team is one, of, again, like Brentford, they're extremely hit or miss. Some weeks they're there and they're up for it. Other weeks, they couldn't give a toss. And I think a home game, but it's just the fire was right. Um, Tavernier, Kiefer Moore, and Jaden Anthony, I believe, getting his first goal on the Prem. But a 3-0 win for Bournemouth at home to Everton. And, yeah. Alex be throwing his shirt in the crowd and he gets thrown back Ooh, out. Yeah. Oh, that was dodgy. That yeah. was... I, Everton, I think, are very harsh. Obviously, they're big club, historic club. Um, been in a decline the last two years. But the last few weeks or so, they've been steadily moving upwards, I think, yeah. to have... Yeah. Obviously, they lost in the Carabao Cup to Bournemouth, which I don't think helps when you yeah. go in and play the same team again 
within the week. Um, yeah. Got to do United and turn it around there. Yeah, you've got to have that, that, that fire and that spark. Maybe that's where Frank's a bit lacking. He's very one-dimensional, but that's because he's had to be to get them back on course so they're not in and around that. Who's his assistant? Zone. Everton. Who's the assistant coach? Um, I Duncan. Is it Big Dunk? Like, yeah, keep dunking the club, but I think he needs an experience. Yeah. He needs a proper team around him. I actually don't He needs know. a proper team around him, yeah. Like, like Klopp, for an example, like, when he was coming up, he kept the same team of uh, managers. Like, Buvac was, like, his right-hand man for, like, a decade. Yeah. yeah. And Frank needs to find that. So, even if he gets John Terry, who's decent at Villa, like, he just... He's got Paul Clement as his assistant. Clement? Oh. Well, yeah. He must have brought him in himself then. I don't think he was at Everton. No, I think he did bring him in. But yeah, it's it's not worrying for Everton. It's not good, obviously. Um, in terms of the league, I think they're still sat in that mid-table. In the 17th. Well, that is a bit worrying. Just on the edge. Um, they are just on the edge. Yeah, and that's what the worrying thing is. Because, like, yeah, like if, if Frank was an Argentinian manager, would he be getting the same treatment in terms of patience and... Give him time and he's he'll do good. And I feel like he's he English bias. No, I don't think it is English bias. I feel like he would get given the time. Their results, when you look at them, three wins, five draws, seven losses. I you, don't know. It just feels like maybe look, it's just one of those things. It feels like they're doing better than they are. Yeah, but then you look like three, five, seven, and then you go look at their lineup. And they've got a decent team. Like they've got players like Pickford, Cody, Tarkowski, Adrisa Gay, Onana. Iwobi's been on fire this season. McNeil, Morpe, Gray, Decore. Um, like they've got decent players. Like, yeah, I've it's just yeah. I don't know. It's a tricky one with Everton because at the moment, like, I'm not saying I want Frank out. That's not where I'm at. It's just yeah. It's just a lot of thinking for Everton. But I don't think Everton fans should be as harsh on Frank as they are. And the players, like throwing the fucking players shirt back, yeah. that's ridiculous. That, I feel that is ridiculous. Like that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. A, a mm. match worn shirt. Yeah, you just lost. But every um every negative thing people say about Liverpool fans, they're Everton fans. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is the other side of Liverpool, right? <laughs> but but yeah. no, yeah, I don't I don't like that from the fans at all. No predictions for this one. None of us had it in Bournemouth's favour. So Scassi had it two one Everton. Ja- uh, Jackie and I both had it as a one all draw, and Benny had it as a one nil Everton win. Next, we go to West Ham and Leicester. When we talk about teams that have turned it around, mm. Leicester City have done that and some. They've done it really well. Their last, what was the last seven, eight games, they've won five. Yeah. When we're, everyone was calling for Rodgers' head, he stayed in. He's still playing the exact same type of football. Just something's clicked for him. Something's opened up and they're starting to get these results. More worryingly is the fact that West Ham... Can't seem to keep their results up. I think, like, with with some of these teams, you can, well, it, in the Premier League, sometimes it can just, you can just try that hard and it just doesn't click. It's just what, that, what it does. It like obviously. That one game, it can take the turn around. Yeah. Like, they've won four out of their last five. Momentum yeah. in, in the Premier League is a wonderful thing. And, like, players picking up form, too. Like, Mathers is on fucking fire. And yeah. I think he's probably the biggest reason that's in their town oh. around so far. Undoubtedly. Him well, and Thielmans. Even when he was in, even when Leicester were in the bin, he was still far and away the best player. It's the yeah. most creative, the most direct. I think, yeah, Mathers and Thielmans have just kept that spark in Leicester. Yeah. They're both going to go at the end of the season. 
How will Leicester look after that? Yeah, don't worry. Matters is one that definitely you can see he's just trying that hard every game just to, yeah. just to pull him pull him along just to with him. Just keep fighting for something. Yeah. That's Hard what you love to see from players. And that's what gets yeah. you big moves yeah. Yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah. Not just Premier but in the world. Like, and if your team is playing shit, you don't put your head down. Yeah. You, know, you fucking get on with it and try your best every week. And that just shows how good his um, professionalism is. So, yeah, yeah we're looking for an um, attacking midfielder. So, <laughs> Madison. <laughs> <laughs> but Harvey Barnes, too. A lot has to be said for Harvey yeah. Barnes. Obviously, he was injured at the start of the season. Um, but him and Matters together, they're a dead, deadly, deadly combination. Yeah, Barnes is good. This game, Madison obviously picked up an injury, had to leave the field um, after making the England side. Turns out he's all good, good to go. He's already out training in Qatar with the boys. So imagine that. All the speculation yeah. this season to finally make the team and then get injured almost immediately. Would have yeah, been so I saw the injuries. I felt so bad because I saw an interview we did with Sky. He was talking about when they got the phone call with his family, like all his family was crying. I was like, yeah. fuck, sure he didn't get injured. No. Yeah. But good on him. No, thankfully it was just a knock and he... Uh, How many players have been injured last game before the World Cup? Oh, Mane. Mane. Yeah. I mean, even in training. In this week in training, we'll go off topic a little bit here. Nkunku and Benzema. Mm. And two of the Argentinian Benzema. boys... Fuck. Yeah, Benzema is injured this morning. And then two of the Argentinian boys have had to be replaced in that team as yes. well. I think one of their replacements was really good though. So one of them got injured and I think Correa came in. Yeah, Angel yeah. Correa and Thiago Armada. Both yeah. Came in. So, yeah, it's crazy times. But yeah, West Ham taking a 2-0 loss to Leicester. All of us had it in favour of West Ham or a draw. Scassi had it 3-1 West Ham. Jackie 2-1. I also had it 2-1 and Benny had it as a one-all draw. Time to get on the Leicester train. It might be. Well, I'm not getting on it. If Brendan Rodgers is a driver, I'm staying <laughs> off that train. Um <laughs> Tottenham versus Leeds was another is a game where we all picked the same result. We all picked the two 0 win. Oh. It was almost far from it, as Leicester uh, Leeds have done it again. They've dropped another significant lead. Wow, wow, we wow, Rodrigo Benton <laughs> two goals in the last five minutes. I don't speak French, mate. <laughs> <laughs> two goals in the last five minutes to to seal the result. Somerville again, another goal. Rodrigo's on nine goals in 13 games. Which so. is insane. He's on He's some form. Insane. Harry Kane scoring again. Another man who just keeps scoring goals, but nobody seems to notice because Tottenham are bang average. But yeah, Benton Kerr. Obviously, it's very public that he's had a lot of trouble with uh, Conte. But he saved Conte's bacon in this one. He's done it numerous times this, mm. in, uh, this season so far. I think he's been... I, know, I think we spoke earlier podcasts about the midfield of Tottenham, which I am a big fan of. Mm. He was not in my midfield, but I think he has to be now. Mm. Yeah. He's, he's been instrumental for Tottenham this year. 12 goals carry Kane this season so far. Yeah, which is insane. 12 and 14 or something in the Prem. Yeah, well, going quickly back to Brentford, but... Tony's got 10 goals and two assists in 14. If he gets banned, he's... Insane. He could still be inside <laughs> top 10 goal scorers or top five goal scorers in the league. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to Leeds for... Archie Gray on the bench? It was Archie Gray on the bench. This is a real question that needs asking. No, he's Who not. He cares about the result. Yeah, no, he's not. <gasps> Archie. We need an Archie Gray shirt. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Honestly, let's get it ordered. Yeah, 63 Gray. But yeah, Bye. Somerville scoring again. Rodrigo on a double, but poor Leeds. They just can't. They're just not quite 
good enough, I'm going to say, to be able to pull... They're not far off it. I think what Jesse Marsh is building and what they've got is going to come good. It's mm. just not quite ready just yet. I yeah. think defence and goalkeeper, there's a, a bit of work to be done there. I like the midfield, the Tyler Adams, the Brendan Aronson, Wilfred Ganotto, Somerville, Rocker, they've all been very, very good this season. Very impressive for them. Did you them. say Tyler yeah. Adams? He's yeah. got a red card this game, but I think he's been one of their best midfielders. Yeah. Him and Rocker, I wasn't expecting much from him. I thought they were just going to come in and be steady Eddie, but they're very impressive the way they work together. Even like Melio, like on his day, he's fucking superb. Yeah, but I was going to say, I quite like him. <clears throat> he's just, I just think he lacks consistency. that little bit to take him yeah. to the next level. Like it, a couple of the goals in this one were a little bit soft, I think, where he, should it, would a more experienced keeper, like if you've got Hugo Lloris, yeah. do you get helped out a little bit there? He's only 22. Yeah. Two French keepers going at it. That one for the, the future. Bonjour. Spot. It would have been Mike Minan. <laughs> The French goalkeeper at this World Cup, which is mental, but he's another one that's injured for France, so it's back to Lloris and Nets, I believe. True. Truly, Lloris would be first choice still. No, who I was think that? My nan was. Really? Yeah. Who was that French palace keeper who had to leave because of his visa? What was his name again? <sighs> I ain't got Scooby Doo, mate. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, hold up. I'll get it up. Keep Give talking about it. Well, whilst Gas is doing that, we'll go over our predictions. Like I said, we all had this one in the favour of Tottenham Hotspur as a 2-0 win, so we all pick up the points there. It's pretty crazy, eh? One day we're all going to pick one, and it's going to come through, and we're all going to look like geniuses. But <laughs> Oh, Mandanda. Wait. Steve. Mandanda. Man like Steve. Yeah. Really? Yeah, he used to play for a palace, and then he, his yeah. visa... Fucked out, and then he had to leave. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought he just got transferred away. I thought he was just transfer, yeah. Maybe I was. Um, maybe I'm just talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> just spreading some false truths <laughs> about a man like Steve. Um, Steve. Nottingham Forest Steve at home Steve. to Crystal Palace. Nottingham Forest continuing their tear up the table. Um, That's a good fucking win against Palace. Morgan Gibbs White, another goal. I mean, yeah, Crystal Palace. The last. They're just again. They're one of these mid-table teams that's so hit and miss. I feel like the mid-table this season is really, really hit and miss. Like all the teams in there could all beat each other on their day. And to think, that's um, the Premier League. That's yeah. why. That's why we. That's why it's the best the, league in the world. Tips, and to think, like then that win put them like one point behind getting that relegation. So that's a big win just before the international mm. break too. Because when we're looking at them, I mean, when we're looking at their next five last week. Like, fuck, they're going to struggle for points. But getting that win just before is important. Yeah. As soon as they come back, they've got United and Chelsea. But getting that just beforehand was key to them yeah. staying up. Yeah, I mean, Steve Cooper's now got a month to work with the boys who aren't going to the World Cup. Yeah. Um, but good luck to him. I think good luck to him. Predictions for this one. Uh, Scassi had it 2-0 Palace. Jackie had it as a nil-all draw. Benny had it 3-0 Palace. I also had it 2-0 Palace. No points for any of us there. This is a talking point and a half. It's the Toon versus Chelsea. Only one of us had the result right in this one. Jackie's picked a 3-2 in the favour of Newcastle. Well, Benny got it. Oh, and Benny had a 2-1 Newcastle. I went against them. I bat Chelsea. Graham Potter just can't seem to get the ball rolling. At the end of this game... Uh, you predicted a draw. Oh. A 2 all draw. At the end of this game... Was a, disgr- a disgrace for me. Did we? Yeah. Like the 
maybe it's harsh, but just Newcastle, when they're versing these big teams, they just turn to shit out and it's anti-football for me. I don't like it. I mean, it's but they, they're winning the game. So. Yeah, it's football of a manager who's been battling for points to stay out of relegation zone. I think that's perhaps where Eddie Howe lacks, or maybe not even Eddie Howe. Maybe it's him just using the team that he's got to get the results he needs. I think well, he's used to that from being the bomber for so yeah. long, where he has to get results. Well, it's desperation, which yeah. like can sometimes provide fantastic football or fantastic viewing. Is this? Do you reckon? Um, I just don't like. I just no. play football. <laughs> do we reckon Almiron? Do we reckon um, there was a true story about him from Santiago Munez from goal? Do you reckon that's like combined at all by any chance? What? There's a bit of uh, the movie goal, like Santiago yeah, yeah, Munez. Yeah. Do you reckon um, he's got a bit of that energy, perhaps? Yeah, he does he, a bit. He does, he a, does bit. a bit. <laughs> well, like I'm not gonna lie, I really want to watch goal now. Yeah, that South American. Oh shit! I didn't realize Almiron was 28. Yeah. Yeah, he's been around the block. He came. He was like twenty four, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Came from around. He's been well. He's been at Newcastle a good few years. He's just been stinky every year except for this one. Big Chris <laughs> Woody starting. He's Big on Chris for Ballon d'Or. Who? Almiron. Almiron. He'd be on the short list. He'll get a few <laughs> South American votes. That's for sure. But yeah, I mean, Joe Willett with a goal. Controversially, uh, obviously, we've not filmed since most of the World Cup squads have come out. I don't think. No. Sven Botman and Joel Linton both missing out on being in their representative squads. Botman, yeah, that's a crazy one. I want to quickly look at Netherlands um, defenders because I know they have a good lineup of defenders, but surely Brom Botman can fit in there yeah, somewhere. I, the centre backs for Netherlands are all a joke. All of yeah, them. I was yeah, say. true. Like they're all class. The only one he could probably replace is Daly Blind because he got their centre backs as Virgil. David Blinn's been in a yeah, championship winning AF, uh, Ajax side that's doing well on all fronts. Yeah, their centre-backs are crazy. Virgil, yeah. DeLitt, Ake, Timber, Blind, and Deveridge. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, David Blinn as well offers a bit of versatility. Yeah. Yeah, true. And Louis Van Gaal fucking loves David Blinn. Louis Van Gaal is on me. But he signed him for United. Yeah. And They've actually got such a good squad. Would you play Malassia or Ake left-back? Uh, you probably play Ake, but yeah. Malassia, he's young. is there because it's his first World Cup. He's just going to go and get some experience. Ake, left back, Virgil, DeLitt, centre backs, and then Denzel, Dumfries, right back. Yeah, it's crazy. They're cracked. Just like this game was crazy. Newcastle taking points off the big dogs. It leaves them. They'll be in the top four for Christmas, I believe. Yeah, it does. Yeah. 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 Which is meant this time, I think it was this time last year I was reading, they still hadn't won a game. This time wow. last year, they had 10 points. Yeah. Now they got 30. They are. So they tripled. Lying. 3x. Well done, Eddie Howe. Well done, Newcastle. One Enjoy. loss. One loss. One loss, which is fucking... 15 games. Is that a Liverpool game? It was. That? Well, they had 28 yeah. minutes of added time. Yeah, true. He's right. Liverpool beat them, so... So we should be top. Best club in the world. We should be well, top of the table. We, we're the only team to beat Arsenal, so actually we should be top of the table. <laughs> and we beat Liverpool. Do you have that in your <laughs> leather as well? Like, why is there a blue line for United? Because they're the best. I don't know. It's just because you hate them. Your phone just knows you hate them. <laughs> like, don't look at this, lad. Um, Shout out to Newcastle. Chelsea, is it worrying for Potter? Uh, I, I think th- he just needs time. Oh, definitely time. But I think it's just <clears throat> his... 
tactics adapting to that <coughs> squad to batten down those personalities. I think, yeah, I think all this, there's talk of him getting the bin already. Like, That's crazy. Ted Lasso had to come out and say, no, he's our man. Like, yeah, I, I think it's, it's just growing pains of the job. Right in there above him, in the table. Yeah, but that's credit to him than it is <laughs> the slight yeah. on him. Um, I think I don't think it's worrying for Potter, but just start getting some results. Yeah. I know. I just don't. I don't rate Chelsea. Eh? Like if you go in and look at their squad for that game, like they had Mendy, Espelicueta, Chalabar, Kulabali, then throughout the rest of the team they had Loftus Cheek, Jorginho, Kovacic, Lewis Hall, Mount Gallagher, and Breuer. I just. And midfield for me is fucking weird. Yeah. I don't like Jorginho. I like Kovacic. He's a beast, but... Kovacic is easily the best one there. Yeah. Jorginho can get fucked. Loftus-Cheek, I mean, he's... Loftus-Cheek's been good. He's not really been given a chance for Chelsea. Yeah. No, that's his problem, He's only just been given a chance this season. He's got the attributes. Yeah. Bars, I don't know. I I like that Potter's given the youth a chance, really. I think that's, that's the biggest. He's trying to change the narrative of Chelsea and give him the youth a run. I think... Come January, there's going to be a lot of movement in that team. I think it'll be a lot of the Deadwood. Mm. Well, the owner moving loves on. it, doesn't he? He loves the transfer window. Yeah. He would just go out and sign Ronaldo, mate. He's he really involved, that guy. But yeah, Wolves versus Arsenal at Molyneux. Um, the two Liverpool boys have taken a, a double exactor on this one. Pair of you picking it 2 0. <coughs> Benny had it 1 0. I had it 3 0. We all had it in favour of. Um, Arsenal. Wait, did, I, did you say I picked a 2 0? Yeah. Oh, let's go, baby. Yeah, you both did. <laughs> Liverpool um, boys, no ball. An Odegaard double. Um, just in the right spot at the right, t- right time, right place, twice. Yeah. He's just the man, the man in form at the minute, I think. I mean, what, what more can you say? This is. Living up to that Madrid potential. Yeah. The potential he's tied to have, I think he's more than showing it. Um, yeah. And Wolves just fucking rubbish as they have been all year. A pretty open close, close on there. Two 0 performance away from home, no injuries. Happy days. Yeah. And when you're versing that Wolves team, teams like Arsenal, City, Liverpool will always get the job done. I'm going to say that now. I'm going to jinx it for us. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> the sheer amount of bodies in the box is what is going to get you going. What's what's happened in this game? Yeah. But Wolves, they don't know how to score from open play. I don't. Yeah, I don't rate Adama Traore. I think he's just a pace merchant. Yeah. Like, I've all this season, I don't think I've seen him with one decent ball, and he like kicks it in the air as hard as he can, and just hopes like just it just lands it in there. And yeah, yeah, and no, it's always too far or too short, or yeah, yeah it just you know, he used to do that as well as um, uh, Mendy for City. Yeah, he'd just get to the bar and just kick it as hard as he could. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't even funny as fuck. He doesn't even put pace on it. He literally like just like lobs it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sometimes just a little dinky one. Yeah, dinky, dinky, dinky. But yeah, it's like he's doing like a drop kick for footy, like a Benji Marshall or something. Like he <laughs> just flogs it. <laughs> the, the Tigers. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Lopetegui will be, I don't know, was he in charge for that game? I don't think he was. No, next, after the World yeah. Cup. Yeah, so he's got now a month to come in with that squad, work out his best 11. Um, obviously, most of their Portuguese squad will be at the World Cup. Um, I couldn't imagine a worse period to be... To enter a team, and um, you've still got a month to figure out what to do. And you're going to be there every play. single day, like, oh, this is my best 11. Next day, oh, no. Nah, this yeah. is my best. And you still haven't even kicked the ball. And then all your best players come back. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. That. Yeah. I'll talk and going back to Liverpool quickly. We've um we've been set up. So I think we're getting we paired with um Leon and AC Milan. Yeah. Throughout these next six weeks, and we're all gonna. I think we're all trying together and versing each other. Yeah. And Arsenal in six are weeks. in that as well. Yeah. But so we don't verse them. We're playing like just mini in-house tournaments with them, which yeah. is fucking dope. Well, yeah. that's good what, to see. That's what's happening down in Sydney. The Sydney Super Cup. Celtic yeah. and um, Everton are down there playing the Aussie teams. Which is a good thing to do. Publicity. Mm. Yeah. Good running for the boys. Bit of like a holiday in the sense as well. Yeah. Refresher. Oh, Bit of heat training. Um, we well, seen all the Everton boys at Bondi. Chilling, chillaxing, yeah. Weird having a day of it. Why come not? up but to um, cool. yeah, come up to Brizzy and jump on the potty boys. <laughs> come on, Frank. <laughs> yeah, we'll reach out. <laughs> um, should we show message him right now? Yeah, message Frank off the dugout. All right, I'll message Frank. Yeah, there we go. Voice note yeah, yeah. Well. No as worries. long as we don't say anything outrageous. Because last, nah, no. <laughs> last time we messaged Archie Gray, it was the three of us, and it ended fucking <laughs> with a loose kidnapping fucking threat. <laughs> um, Frank Lampard, all right, there we go. Here we go. Here we go. Wanky Frank. No, 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 no. You can't do that. I'll restart. I'll restart. Oh, shit, it's sent. Oh, no, you've seen it. You liked it. No. Oh, sorry, Frank. Uh, Frank, what's going on? It's Ryan here from the dugout and with Jackie and Cal. We heard that you're on our turf down in Sydney, so we want you to come up to Brizzy and jump on the podcast with us at the dugout. We want to talk a bit of football, a bit of this, a bit of that, a bit of England, a bit of Everton, a bit of Chelsea, and just a bit of football. So anyway, come up to Brizzy, jump on the potty, we're waiting for you. There you go. Was that, was that respectful? Yeah, it was very respectful. Yeah. Right, so no wanky Frankie? No, no. wanky Frankie. <laughs> No way. Maybe you could say that when he enters your home. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I won't be here. <laughs> Aren't you busy like that? Yeah. Oh, God damn. Well, moving from Wanky Frankie down to Stinky Steve's former squad, who seemed to be flying since he's oh, left dear. the helm. Yeah, no oh, fucking hell. Despite conceding inside of the first minute. Yeah, McAllister. Damn. McAllister, um, Villa come back, a Danny Ings double helps see off Brighton Hove Albion and make it three and three for Unai Emery. They're on fire, eh? Well, you yeah, you look at Villa's squad and they should be putting in results like that, and it's good to see. Like them getting Emery is fucking huge. Like that's bizarre. I was talking to um one of my villa mates, he's he's yet to sort of um give an opinion on Emery yet. It's it's still too early. It is too early, but it is too it's, early. A, it's a big name. You but can say the turnaround has been say, yeah. insane. The one thing you can't argue is how good they've been yeah. since he's come in. What he did say was, obviously, it's pretty clear that the players were not playing for Stevie. Yes. Yeah, definitely. This game, stats-wise, Brighton had 65% possession, um, only one shot less. But... Possession don't win you get matches. Scoring goals at critical times does, and Danny Ings... Always has that potential on his bag to score a goal and good on him for burying two. You had some thoughts, Scouse, before the potty on the uh, penalty. Oh, yeah. You weren't a, weren't a big fan of the fact that it... John McGinn. Mm. John McGinn, a bit of a dive, you reckon? Oh, yeah, fucking oath. Like, he fell before he even got touched. Like, the player, the, um, who, sl- who slid in? Dunk. Dunk slid in. Didn't touch him at all. Then he, then he, like, fell forward. And then as he was falling forward, he clicked his leg... Because yeah. obviously the momentum was going against him. And then the penalty got given. Like, surely VAR looked back on that and, like, <clears> he <throat> fell before he got touched. Yeah. 
I thought that was shocking. There's been a few decisions this year. Like, if you look at that in normal pace, like, it looks like a penalty because it looks like Dunk just comes in and slices yeah. him out. But you see him, he doesn't even touch him until he falls. Yeah. It's like... There's always going to be a few of those, though. Yeah. Shocking, but good on Danny Ings and yeah. getting on the score sheet. Actually, you know um, Michael Oliver? Yeah. He come out during the week saying that he got the um, Jesus penalty wrong against us. Mm. So... Typical. Means fuck all now, but yeah. <laughs> thanks, too Oliver. Late. But yeah, thanks yeah, anyway. Cheers, mate. Um, but this one, <laughs> the two Liverpool boys who have proceeded to jump off Stinky Steve's villa train. Um, Should I go back on? Just as the train driver changed, the one who can actually operate it. Uh, you both had it in the favour of Brighton. Scarcely three 0 Jackie two 0 Benny had it as a one all draw, and I had it as a two one win to Aston Villa. Nice. Three points in my bag. It's going straight in my basket. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, but not leastly, the a game fluke. that should have been an absolute murdering, however, ended 2-1 thanks to last, last gasp heroics from a 17-year-old Argentinian boy. Do you reckon this game was like not messy. a sign that you needed to sign a striker? Uh, clinical. I think this whole season's a sign. Uh, <laughs> Fulham versus Man United at Craven Cottage ends as a 2-1 win. As Gas is alluding to, and I've said previous, we killed them this game. We did everything mm. but put 27 goals in the back of the net. Um, I think Martial's his first real appearance back since his third injury of the season, whatever he's had. He looked like he was lacking that bit of pace, that Bit of cut and edge, I should say. Pace was there, just the last attempt on goal wasn't there. Same with Alanga, hasn't played a lot this year. Got in the right spaces, but just lacked that clinicalness in front of goal. Um, I think it's huge for Ericsson to get his first goal. I think it's a long, long time coming. Did his first goal? His first goal in United. Mm. He's got assist and assist, but yeah, it's a long time coming. Um, and then Garnacho at the death, 90 plus three. Just pure heart and determination to run through the defenders and get to that ball. Um, Showed some pace for that golfer. Yeah. The kid's electric. I mean, he is genuinely special. He's a special talent. Whatever happened off the pitch, obviously in the preseason, the players have alluded that he kind of had an attitude issue. I think... It was, we're seeing he's past that. I want to see him keep growing and keep performing. Um, I don't think he's gone to the World Cup, which is probably a good thing. Um, he'll be able to stay at home, get the work in. I don't know what United are doing. I don't know if we're going mm. anywhere or what because a lot of our players are at the World Cup. So yeah. I don't know what we'll be doing. But um, I think yeah. the form too, like on stats, they match United nearly everything or even better in some cases. Statistically. Yeah. Yeah. But then you see the chances we had and yeah. where we were creating like... One of Ericsson's chances. I think yeah. two of Martial's chances. Yeah. Alanga definitely had one. Is this the game that um, Ronaldo did his interview? This is after, after this game. So this... So Ronaldo wasn't involved in the squad at all for this game. Um, if you scroll down there a little bit, there is a spot for him. Yes. Like they just We took one substitute less. Really strange. Like, he probably already did the interview, yeah. but it didn't come out until I after. I dare say United knew the exact moment he did that interview. They knew he checked into the Sky Sports or wherever the fuck 
yeah. building he went to and they were like, why is he there? He should be at training or something like that. Yeah. Um, we're just, well, we touched on our predictions. Um, Scassi 3-1 United. Jackie with the exact of 2-1. Let's Benny go, Jackie. Um, me 3-1. And I've just done a recap of our scores so far for the season at the whatever Ooh. point we're at now. In fourth place is Benny on 81. <laughs> I'm on 83. Scassi's on 92 and Jackie's on 95. So you boys are 20 ahead of us. Well, that's a cool handshake. <laughs> <That'll do it. laughs> there we go. <laughs> 20 ahead. 20 ish. Oh, there's probably a bit more in it. But yeah. Each. Um, okay, yeah. We'll use that as a segue to get on to the Ronaldo <laughs> interview. Um, I've not watched it personally. And that's not because I don't want to, it's just because I've been fucking out of my mind busy this week so I've not had the hour to sit down and yeah, hour and a half. half I just listened to him in the car um, I also oh, there you go. don't like the fact he did it with Piers Morgan because Piers nah. Morgan's a rat I don't yeah. want to give him that's the only time I'm going to mention his name well, speaking of rats as well in this interview yeah I'm not it saying seen him, it would have been cool obviously he wouldn't do it because it would have been too biased but with that what's his name the guy does like Red Devils TV or something oh, Goldbridge yeah. Oh, no. Is it the other guy, isn't it? The bald fellow. Oh. oh, no. I was thinking of the other... The like, would it have been good to see him do it like guys. a United fan? That's like yeah. a journalist because then the like, then at least then there'll be a conversation because more... The reason I don't like Morgan, he's like when he has people on his guest, you know, just getting off topic with football, he's rather super agreeable just to fucking be a... Um, I'm trying not to be too offensive here, but just to be like a um, people pleaser to the yeah. person, like he just bows down to him. Or if he doesn't like someone, he's just arrogant and doesn't listen just to what they say. Down, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he should, I, I wish I saw Ronaldo do this with like an actual yeah. United fan in terms of football, but... I want to preface this conversation too, as we should have done every United result the last few weeks, in genuinely glazes out, because that's what this boils down to. I think that's the heart of this issue. Um, yeah, this interview for me... Obviously, I've not watched it. Just the things that have come out and I've seen, all of it is indicative that the Glazers are actively letting United rot. I think that was it. Inside out. It was all about the Glazers and the directors and how yeah. shit they are and that, and he's putting the blame to them and why he's going to treat him in the ass and why United's falling. Yeah. I don't... From the quotes I've seen, I don't like the way he attacks Ten Hag because I think Ten Hag is only doing what he feels right in that he's making Ronaldo just another member of the team. Um, he's not giving him minutes just because he's Cristiano Ronaldo. He's giving him minutes in a striker that's trying to fit his system of play, which I appreciate and I respect more so the fact that you're doing it with arguably, I think it's safe in saying, the greatest striker to have yeah. lived. The um, issue we had with Ten Hag was because he said he... But the City game, he's like, I'm not going to bring you on and ruin your legacy. Yeah. But then the week after, again, to Arsenal, he tries to bring him on with three minutes to go. Yeah. And he's like, what, 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 what do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you don't want to ruin my legacy now. You want to put me on for three minutes against Arsenal? And he's like... But so that's, that's in a game we're winning as opposed to a game where we're 6-3 down. Yeah. Whatever it was. I did understand when he said, like, he's a bit arrogant, but he, he has the full right to be. He's like, yeah. I'm the... Best player ever, like, you don't put me on he, for three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> he, he more than earned the right to, to say and to act in that way, I think. I think, like, he's Ronaldo. He's prolific everywhere he's been. Obviously, this spell, you can't even say this spell with United hasn't worked because last season he was 25 unreal. goals. Like, he 
it's just this season and it's because he purely doesn't fit the way Ten Hag plays and as we've said a hundred times when he plays we're a worse team for it I think it's a harsh reality but it's a true reality um it just doesn't suit us um but yeah this this whole thing points to the same thing that every player that's been at United the last few years Lukaku Ibrahimovic Alexis Sanchez Mourinho um has been saying is that the Glazers are killing Man United. The fact mm. that the stadium's not been updated, the fact that the training ground is the same, the fact that, you know, things happening off the pitch, the facilities. Same like, dumbbells. Yeah, like <laughs> all that stuff is disgusting. It's yeah. disgusting they take their fucking dividends every time they can. It's disgusting <clears throat> they attend two games a year. It's disgusting that despite calling out for it for years and having arguably not a great coach, but an incredible sporting director and Ralph Radnick and dismissing him and sending him elsewhere. It shows that they don't want the club to grow. They're happy with their investment. They're happy to keep it at the level they are. Um, and it, it, it's just, yeah, it should be the main focus of this. It shouldn't be Ronaldo this, Ronaldo that. It should be that, the things he's saying, in, that's why I believe it's coming from a good place, albeit an arrogant place, but a good place. Yeah. So he genuinely does care about the club. Oh, 100%. He, he that's what I got from the interview. He left the team, I fucking don't know, 2009, I think it was, and everything's the exact same coming back. Like, mm. it's, it's not is the reason why we aren't the club we used to be. And you see, like, all the other teams, like Arsenal obviously built the Emirates, um, Tottenham built a brand new stadium. Yeah. Liverpool just built two brand new training facilities. City An- Anfield has Anfield. a new stand. Anfield has a new stand, and also two brand new training facilities. Um, City obviously got the Eddie had, which is just crazy. Um, what else? Just growth everywhere. He comes back, and you, every every other team that's competing is growing. Besides the, United, the only issue United have on that front is that we were so far ahead to begin with because Ferguson saw what Wenger did with Arsenal. And Etihad, uh, not Etihad, the Emirates, sorry, and their training facilities and the modernisation of football there, that he said, all right, if you fucking cheap bastards are going to do it, we're going to do it a hundred times better. Mm. And that's why Carrington and that stuff have got us to where we are now. But, yeah, I think... The one thing I don't agree with right now, they said, and he's like, the same chefs are still here. Like, come yeah, on. I think <laughs> <laughs> What's I wrong think, with that? Yeah, to out the chefs and things like that, that's... So he said it lovely people, but yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he was just trying to add shit. He's, he's just part of prove a point. But yeah. he did say a few things like that. That's a that's a jab at just hardworking people yeah. who make fucking 40k yeah. a year. Because Liverpool, we have a lady called Carol who's like our dinner lady and she's been in the club for like 40 years. Yeah. Like, Carol, she's like, like a, yeah, she's like a big fucking... Um, she's a big part of the culture of Liverpool. Yeah. I think, yeah, I thought I, that was a bit of I a, don't like things like that and I don't like the things he said about uh, the young boys. Like in Santa, uh, Sancho and Alanga, saying that maybe they should just go to university instead. Oh, I think, I think he's seeing them, and he's like, he just, yeah, he wants them to pull their head, and maybe the word he's had to him isn't working. Maybe he shouldn't be like publicly yeah. out in the mouth like that, but he definitely should be having conversations because you see players like Sancho come to United and just, yeah, they don't know, just 
young players don't look as interested these days. And I think when he was saying like back in the day, before social media, before everyone was getting 200K plus contracts, everyone was so fucking hungry to be the best yeah. player they could be. Like everyone gets 200K a week and they're happy just it's, to come to training and do, 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 do. It's definitely a bit of that, <laughs> that hunger slips away. But when you paid that much money, that's, again, that's, that's a club thing. It's, it's not, it shouldn't be an attack on the players for them Mm. making it because it's not they're obviously going to accept that yeah they're not walking in there saying hey 200k on work it's they've got agents they've got fucking managers they've got parents they'll definitely be getting the yeah i'm not saying they shouldn't be getting the contracts i'm saying like i agree with you ronaldo like come on they put some fucking fight in your game put some fight in like your career like obviously not every single player in the whole world because thousands of them wants to be the best player ever but if you're going to play for a team like united you have yeah. to try and be the best player you can be. I like, if you don't want to, go play for fucking Forest. Like, yeah. if you want to play for United, you got to try and become the best of your abilities. Yeah, I if agree with that leave. too. I, but I don't think going on and doing this interview is the way to do it. I think no, publicly sh- out no. in the mouth is wrong. He has for a much sure. better... If he'd have... And I've, again, we're talking without seeing what happens behind closed doors. We're talking exactly. about the public eyes. These, these conversations... And likewise with the Ten Hag stuff, I presume these are conversations that have been had behind closed doors hundreds of times and perhaps Ronaldo feels like he's not heard enough there so he's got to come out in a public forum so that when he does leave, um, they don't say, oh, you could have done this, you could have done that. It's out there that he has tried and he has done this and that. Yeah, and there's more so of him getting his side of the story yeah. up because this whole time it's just been the media against Ronaldo and he's like, well, there's always two sides of a story. And a bit of context around both, like, <laughs> the only people he said in United squad that he sees ambitious and will have a good career is Delot and Martinez. Yeah. And then he said um, the whole thing around Ten Hag too, like another part of the issue with Ten Hag is that no one, like when his son passed away, he said he got no support from the club. Yeah. And then yeah. after his son passed away, like obviously he had twins, his yeah. daughter, um, who was the one who fortunately survived, was in hospital and she was basically yeah. close to dying. And then when he had to fly to America and miss preseason, because obviously he had to be with his yeah. daughter, no one believed him that he was there. Yeah. And he was just like, and I think that's a part of the that's reason why his issues with Ten Hag have been so bad. Because I think I don't think it's just because he didn't play me. I'm only playing three minutes. I think it's a lot of this type of stuff as well. I lo- and again, that's why there's the respect thing that Ronaldo is not going to respect him. I think that's why he's obviously... I think it's gone personal now. I think yeah, it's bigger it's than football. Yeah, it's definitely personal. gone personal between the two of them. But I think a lot of that too, like, obviously, as fans, we're all completely behind Ronaldo. Like, what? Take as much time as you need. And we all said it then because he came back and he was scoring goals. Mm. This was last season this happened. Yeah. He came back and he was scoring goals. But it didn't help too that his manager was out publicly, like, while he was at home whatever, doing what he's doing, dealing with his family, which yeah. is... Saying he's in, like, the most depressing time of yeah. his life. His manager's out there offering him up and making mm. a public yeah. thing of it, like, and saying that Cristiano's coming with him. So I think to clear yourself up, yes, do it by all means, but do it at the time too. Like, yes, you're at home grieving, but if you're if Jorge Mendes is out there whoring you around mm. and it's just seen as your... That's part of the issue as well. It's not entirely Ten Hag, like... No, it's a, it's a collective, and it's a miscommunication yeah. probably on all fronts. And I think so. this the reason why he's done this while he's still signed to United because he wants his contract terminated. Yes. Like he just wants to go to World Cup, come back, and not have to go back into that facility whatsoever. Yeah. That's another I thing. Think I think United as well have said maybe don't return. 
Yeah, they have done. Yeah. Their, their legal action has been taken to cancel his contract. But another thing I don't like about this interview is just the timing of it. Um, obviously, 2018, the World Cup, Portugal, re, uh, one of the favourites after winning the Euros. Yeah. 2018 is the year, it was just before the World Cup that he moved to Juventus. So the whole World Cup is just talking about, oh shit, he's left. Mm. Um, again, just before this <coughs> World Cup comes out that he's going to leave the Man United league. <laughs> and immediately, it, for me, it's unfair on all the Portuguese players. Obviously, you've seen the cameras and everyone's seen the training footage, him meeting mm. Bruno yeah. him and Joel Cancelo. Like, that stuff is harmful on watch. This is Portugal's golden generation. Maybe it yeah. feels like he's well, not going to be World as Cup. Yeah. yeah, like, but to kind of make it all about him, there's... People have said to me, oh, it's always all about Ronaldo anyway. But if it's always about Ronaldo in the sense they're going up to him and being like, oh, how great is it to play with one of the best players ever, blah, blah, blah. That's mm. kind of like, oh, yeah, what it, like, yeah, it's great. He's fucking phenomenal. But, but I it's think, like, yeah. did he tell you that he was going to... And they're like, no, I just fucking don't care. Like, yeah, I think the issue is, though, if he waits after the World Cup, then he still has to go back to the training ground until he gets his contract terminated. I think because yeah. he did it now, he's like, no, I don't have to worry about Manchester whatsoever anymore. Yeah, it's... But even so, it's not a nice way to go. I'm not. Can I? Um, Obviously, the best thing is if it stays out of the public eye and they deal yeah. with it themselves. Exactly. But yeah. He's, maybe he's done this because he's not been heard, like he's just saying before. Yeah. Maybe he's not. He wants to just put his story out there because when he's saying his story to the club, it's not been heard. Which yeah. is fair enough. Like, if you got all of English media slating you every week, and in a time when your son has passed away and then his sister's in the hospital, on the verge and your wife's breaking down in the press like yeah. your family home is breaking down and the whole world's against you yeah. Yeah. like you feel like you're against the ropes just getting battered and I think this was his yeah. way of just being like look this is the, this is the truth like there's two sides to every story and I think this was him trying to win the United fans back because I think he was slipping out of their hands for a long time because of all these stories portrayed about him and I think he wanted to come out and be like look no the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is because I actually care about the club yeah Hit us with some quotes, Casey. Yeah, because we don't want to drag on for too yeah. long. So this one I thought was funny because um, we had a TikTok about it. <laughs> Ronaldo backs Arsenal to win the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that because I don't think you should be supporting any other club other than your own. I don't like, especially when you're a player of Ronaldo's quality. And you know what that is? That's him fucking pandering to that yeah. cunt that's interviewing. He's an Arsenal fan. Yeah, that's that's what it is. That's like a little them talking, brushing each other up thing, just fucking stroking each other's little cocks. I don't like it (laughs) one bit. So, so um, Ronaldo said the fans on the side. Do you reckon they are from United's standpoint? I, I don't think they're with him or against him. I think, like I'm, kind of saying, I'm fifty fifty. I'm very with him. I'm very thankful and glad that these comments are coming from the biggest player about the terrible ownership of our club because I feel like a lot of times we get taken for granted when we say things like the Glazers aren't. Mm. I feel like other teams and support bases jump on it and be like, blah, blah, blah. blah. But genuinely, the Glazers are the worst owners in football and they're going to kill Manchester United. And I think the only person in this whole world that could actually make an impact on the Glazers is Ronaldo. I don't think, like, even Sir Alex, he doesn't have that worldwide... Like impact that Ronaldo like Ronaldo has like half a billion followers just on Instagram. Not even talking about like the reason why they signed him is for shirt sales, and yeah. he's just pinned them. Like they've taken down the mural they had. To, they had a big number seven mural that they've literally just 
made with like Cantona and Bex and they've taken it down because Ronaldo features in it. We might be 10 years in the future and look back at this time as one of the most crucial times. I mean, fingers crossed, honestly. Fingers crossed that, Causing you know, that with FSG selling Liverpool that bidders are out there and mm. they're happy to to spend that money. I think we'll come in a little bit less than Liverpool, sadly, is our valuation, but I think they have to they have to leave. But they won't because they want their fingers in the pie for when the World Cup's in yeah. America. Maybe a good thing for United fans is that uh, with the Liverpool sale is there's been heaps of bidders. Yeah. yeah. The next one is... I know that's what you just said. I think this is more so a personal problem, which then translated into football. But he said, Ten Hag isn't allowed to play me for only three minutes. And what he said in quote was, not allowed for me, a coach to put me in three minutes of the game. Sorry, I'm not that kind of player. Yeah, I think that's um, your ego driving you. I think, mm. obviously, he's not that type of player. He's just not. He's He should be there from the start. But as we've said hundreds of times, he just doesn't fit this style of play. He makes us a worse team. And I think that three-minute or... Not even three minutes. He can have a 20-minute impact where he changes the shape and the style of the game and allows players like Rashford and Anthony to be more direct and vicious. But yeah, I, I think that's ego from him, personally. What is, what is he good at, then? Like, when he plays fears, what is he good at? Well, he's... This season, he's just not, because he's dropping so far to receive the ball that he's not... He's in the, in the box is where he needs to be. He needs to be there winning headers. He needs to be there to win tap-ins, to muscle players, to draw fouls, to draw penalty. Like, Do you think Ten Hag sees that? Like, yeah. I'd, like, you need to be in the box? If me, a fucking clown, <laughs> who sits at home at 11pm watching game football on TV can see it, then I'm sure Ten Hag can see it. But I think it's the ego battle between the two of them. Yeah. So you like, think, like, maybe Ronaldo's just blatantly ignoring what he's saying just doing his own thing yeah I think yeah. I think that's a lot of how his management's been especially at Juventus I think Juventus for him was a big turning point because I feel at Madrid he was just starting to be like I'm just going to do what I want do you think Ten Hag is like too desperate in making the point or proving the point with Ronaldo like no. to try and make an impact on the squad be like look I'm the boss no he's using Ronaldo he is using Ronaldo yes but he's not trying too hard to do it because he's given Ronaldo every possibility mm. to show his true colours and every time Ronaldo is proving his thoughts right there or thereabouts like I would say every time like the thing with the kids and the family stuff like and then still yeah, shut no, them out is wrong yeah but that's, that's wrong but I'm talking on the field yeah he's been given everything he was captain of our team yeah like, or yeah he started reluctantly well reluctantly on his part yeah captain nonetheless this next one is Ronaldo calls Rooney a rat yeah yeah, <laughs> this this stuff you just don't like to see, and, and wait for the rest of the rats. Yeah, well, basically called Neville Ember in the yeah. rat, yeah. which there's plenty of criticism of Man United past and present. Obviously, Keane, Evra, Neville, Copic, the heaviest being the biggest pundits. Um, I thought Keane and Rio were the two backing them up every week. Exactly, that's what. Oh, like, they, from fans and other, you know, just general football fans, not just United fans, they get it because they protect. Yeah, the players and especially Ronaldo every turn. Um, I think I don't know. Obviously, we don't know personal lives of what's happened between Rooney and well, what Ronaldo off the field. I don't think that's a fair comment. But what Ronaldo said was because I watched the interview and there wasn't anything personal. Ronaldo was like, 
Rooney was always coming around my house with his kids and his kids are playing with Cristiano Junior. And then a week later, out of nowhere, Rooney's slating me in the media. And he's like, you're at my house every weekend. <laughs> like, yeah. Now you're in the media talking shit about me. And I think he, that was just him like, what the fuck you doing? And yeah, then that's why. too two-faced. And, but I think it's Call him a rat's a bit full on in the interview, but. Yeah, I yeah. think both their sons, Ronaldo Junior and yeah. Rooney, uh, Kai Rooney, the oldest one, they both play in the same team. Yeah. The same age group or there or thereabouts. So I think they're naturally just close. Mm. Yeah, it's it's not ideal, but it's kind of. I would be shocked if there wasn't a conversation that happened between the two of them at some point, whether there was some ground rule set and some boundary set. And if there isn't, then I think that is two faced by Rooney. And I, I wouldn't go so far to call him a rat because he's one of my favorite players. Well, he's my favorite. Player a lot of Ronaldo's success from United at the first thing came from the back of Rooney's hard yeah. work. Well, it came from the fact that Rooney sacrificed being the star in that team to allow Ronaldo to shine. So, well, Ronaldo is not thinking that Wayne Rooney is like a favorite player of all time. Well, he's, he probably does give him a lot of props as a player, but I think he's just hurt by the fact that yeah. they're meant to be mates, and next minute Rooney's in the media slating them. So, yeah, it's so like it when I make comes him. from a place of like just emotional. Yeah, yeah, I think he's very emotional thing. at the moment. But <laughs> the next one is his retirement plans. So he said three years max he's got left in football. So it looks like he might be looking for a three-year contract somewhere and then he's going to dust his hands and go. Yeah. He turned down an offer for $350 million for two seasons in Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Arabia. yeah. But I think he still wants a Champions League team. Well, it's because he is nine... Well, I don't know how many this season. He's under 10 goals ahead of Messi in the Champions League <laughs> top goal scorer of all time. Mm. And he wants to go and score like another 10 because Messi... Only a year younger, two years younger, something like that. So their time is is equally close. Um, I'm trying to think. What was this other thing that I saw? Is this detrimental to his legacy in terms of? Of course, Messi it is. Ronaldo? Uh, no, in terms of the two of them, no. But, but yeah, in terms of his of how he's remembered, because. Let's not. Will more people say Messi now after this? Oh, if they do that. If you said Ronaldo for the last five years and then because of this interview you changed to Messi, then you're a fucking idiot anyway. I've got his exact <laughs> quotes from um, his criticised to the Glazers. So what he said was, in his own words, the owners of the club, they don't care about the club. As you know, Manchester is a marketing club. They will get money from the marketing and they don't really care about the sport, in my opinion. Never have they gave all the power to the president and the sporting director. Yep, true. We don't have a sporting director as such, which is fucking mental. We have a bunch of fucking suits who don't understand football up there signing players for shirt sales and loosely trying to fill gaps in teams. It's partly the reason why we got Casemiro, which just thankful that it's kind of worked out. Um, Whereas you look at someone like Christian Eriksen, that's a tactical signing. Like, well, they at the start of the interview in the first five minutes, Piers mentions you broke the record for the most jersey sales in um, twenty four hours. The most liked Twitter post yeah, he said too. Yeah, and also the most liked Twitter post yeah. for his announcement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like that's a that's what you were saying. That's a. That's 
yeah. why he did it. That's why Ted Lasso wants him at Chelsea. He's a marketing thing. He spoke yeah. so much, not so much. I mean, he spoke in detail about um, how close he was to City. He said the only reason he didn't go was because uh, Sir Alex called him. Yeah, um, every, it was it was very public that that's the reason why we did it. Um, Solskjaer isn't the man that's going to say no. He had a lot of good things to say about Oli. Yeah, of course yeah. he did. Yeah, he's like a very good guy. I love him. But then, yeah, he was, he was very critical about Ragnar coming in. He's like, why would we sack Oli, bring in a sporting director to manage the club? He's like, why wouldn't we bring in Ragnik, keep Oli in, put Ragnik as a director until we find a manager? I yeah. thought that was the first, yeah. That is exactly what should have happened. Yeah. Of course, also, Ronaldo's going to say nice things about the biggest teddy bear in world football. <laughs> <and Solskjaer laughs> like, genuinely. And we've criticised it on this podcast. I've said some outrageous things, yeah. but... I stand by the fact that Solskjaer did good. He brought us back from a dark... Like, if this had happened with Mourinho as our manager, mm. we would have sunk. Punch-ons? Uh-huh. Mourinho would have sunk the club. Yeah, he would, like... We were in a dark spot under Mourinho and that the fans already were against the club and the performances weren't good enough by the mm. time Mourinho left. We needed someone like Oli to come back, bring the players back, bring the spirits back. But he was never going to be the man to win us the Premier League or the Champions League or anything. Like if we did, it would be purely based on the players we had at the club, not on tactics or ability or anything like that. So following this Ronaldo interview, I think Ronaldo's one of his biggest points is he wants the Glazers out. Yeah. How could United fans continue that? Um, message and actually make a way to put it into action because yeah this might happen but six months down the road it's going to be yeah old news i mean i was literally going to ask the same question yeah so how does this stay we're guilty of it in that when we were doing this potty at first every week before we talk about united we'd say glazers out we've let that slip the last few weeks i think it is like walking out against um like against liverpool or not invading the field like yeah needs to be consistent but the problem with that is that there's everyday people yeah. who make £10,000 a year, spend 2000 of that, taking them and their families to United Games every week. Well, ticket prices are crazy. All they've got to look forward to is that. Mm. So to put all the onus on just the fans, the everyday people who can be as outspoken as they want, can do all the things, but at the end of the day, unless... The higher ups, so the people in those high positions who genuinely, genuinely want change for the club, unless the pundits, unless the high profile people who can genuinely make a change. Like Neville's and Keynes. The Neville's, and the Keynes, the Rios, the the Roonies, the Evers, Sir Alex, they can all come out and they can all be like, no, it's time to go. Why, they ha- why haven't they? I know, I know Neville has, but I haven't heard anyone else say anything. Oh. I think they sort of, yeah, like do it. They do say it without they do, saying it. They do it, it quiet because yeah. at the end of the day, it's their payday that's getting affected. Yeah. Mm. Money is the biggest enemy in this game. It's the reason why. The biggest the enemy in the world. Yeah, the reason why the Glazers are as vicious and as evil as they are. I think Ronaldo's that rich. <laughs> He's just like, I don't give a fuck. He makes half a million pounds oh, he, a week. He won't even, he won't lose his Nike sponsorship or anything. No, no. this, this. This is nothing to him. Like yeah. half a mil a week is—he's not going to miss 
a few hot dogs and some fucking skinless chicken over. And getting offered three fifty mil from Saudi yeah. Arabia that you could just take like you that. You can go and take dirty money from anywhere. I think I think it's I I I I don't have an answer because I don't think putting it on the fans, putting it on not putting it on the fans, but I'm just asking, like, what could the fans do? Even, oh. if, even if fans do have and 10K a week, but you can still make an impact. Like, just don't buy a jersey or just don't do this or just, you know, just just little things. I mean, or all that stuff. Could you could you not buy a ticket? Or I know some of the tickets but, already, like, like a season ticket. But that's to take away from people who... This is their... Like, they're, yeah. they're casual fans. Them. This is their life. Like, all they have... They might not be doing the best... Socio and economically, they could be living in a fucking shit I'm, with I'm just, eight smashed windows, but they have tickets to United on the weekend. I'm just reflecting back to when we had Hicks and Gillette and we caused a massive uproar to get them out. And that's when FSG tenders yeah. over. Like, those fans are in the same position, but, but I, like. That's the thing. I think the Glazers don't. Well, no, I don't think so. I know the Glazers don't give a fuck. Yeah. The Glazers care about one thing and one thing only, and that's that check that comes through. And I think. As long as that check is there, yeah. they're not going to let go of this club. Well, can you even see the Glazers leaving? In my dreams, but <laughs> I, I until it so happens. <laughs> no, but it 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 is laugh worthy. Like we're held hostage by these fucking fuck ugly cunts. Yeah, like, it's just the sad truth of it. And I think this is a huge thing if they hear it. Oh, I think definitely hate Ronaldo now. He's too big to miss. No, but I think it would get bought up in a board meeting and they'll go, okay. Yeah. Is it Sack him. <laughs> that's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, you know, that's exactly what's happened. We've never been fast acting on anything, but within two days, there's been legal action to end his contract. I saw, um, I saw, I don't know, uh, uh, I'm not saying I agree with this. I just saw it as a sports bubble headline, but it was like, um, Glazers are so quick to fire Ronaldo for saying he doesn't like the Glazers, but Greenwood still got a contract. Yeah, I mean there you go. Yeah, there it is. Like, it's the yeah. club's fucked. Like, <laughs> not the club. I mean, like the owners are fucked, and it's it's just it's it's we're, it's we're slipping through the cracks into yeah. the club. We're held hostage. Like, like yeah. It's just this is why I kind of like took the piss out of you earlier when you were saying about FSG and like. It's just different levels. Like, you guys are still climbing. Like, I know what this is like. So we had Hicks and Gillette, and they didn't fucking put us on the verge of administration. Yeah. And that was bad. Like, at least you are still getting funding and stuff. I'm not, actually, I don't want to compare, but... Like, it's only because we're the marketing monstrosity. We, like, it's, mm. We're still living off the early 2000s. <laughs> Does Sarah Alex still get checks from you, Nolan? Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd imagine there's some type of... Well, he has his Deal. tickets and all that. Yeah. Uninsured. All access everywhere. Like you said, I think it needs to be a bit more of an uproar from the people higher up. But then, like, just people like, well, Neville, does, uh, I'll give props to Neville. He's always slating the Glazers. Yeah. He's never, he, like, he, I don't think he cares about the money yeah. that he gets from Sky well, Sports. I don't think he does take, he takes money from Sky Sports, but he doesn't take any money from the Glazers because yeah. Kara's tried to call him out on it before and he said, I don't take any fucking money from him. Yeah. We should need more of that from yeah. those type of players. Yeah, it, it would interest me to see how many of them are still on the on the payroll. Mm. I know a lot of them are tied, like Bex is tied up through his Adidas yeah. deal that he's still got, that he has to do a lot of stuff for United. I think his whole life's in America too. Yeah, yeah. I think it does well for him personally to be there, but 
yeah, I just hope the main takeaway from this, anyone who listens to it, isn't like the surface level of, oh, we're in trouble right now. I think it's the fact that we have been for a long time since then. American mm. cunts bought this club. Yeah. Yeah. Glazes out. Please. We'll just name every podcast that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in the tag of every every pod. Yeah, get on us too if we forget to say Glazes out ever. Um <laughs> remind us please. But yeah. From from the Ronaldo interview, we move to some more controversy here. About the World Cup. Dun, dun, dun. Controversial World Cup in and of itself. The last day or so, um, obviously fans have started to arrive. As we said, open opening game this evening for us. Um, Qatar has banned beer from the World Cup stadiums, in and around the World Cup stadiums on game days. The only thing you'll be able to get is Budweiser Zero. Yeah. And Budweiser, as I'm reading now, are regarding this as a breach of contract because they're the major sponsor of the World Cup. Yeah. And it's tough too because such a super religious country. Yeah. And it's one of those things like you can argue as much as you want with them, but they don't care about the money because it's like that, 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 those countries are just so rich. Yeah. They're trillions of dollars. Yeah, like their, their money is untouchable. And but to them, like religious religiousness and also just principles is comes yeah. first over anything. And it's, the, it's tough. Who is it? The spokesman for the tournament has said, like, we're not changing anything just for 28 days. So to be honest, I respect that from Qatar. Like, if, if anyone wanted to cause an uproar of it, do a year ago. Like, why wait till a week well, of the World Cup? This whole, it shouldn't have happened in the first place. The fact that Russia and then Qatar are holding a World Cup, yeah. it boils down to one man and that's fucking Sepp Blatter's pockets being filled with You see his interview? Dirty money. He's like, oh, we shouldn't have done the World Cup in Qatar. He came out and did an interview about it. He's an idiot. He's so a he, he made so. the wrong decision. Yeah. He's a scumbag. Bring it to Australia. <laughs> Play the <laughs> Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, so no beer in and around stadiums. I've seen, obviously, like I said, fans are there now. I've seen um, articles and that starting to pop up about people walking eight miles for beers and stuff. I've seen influencers who are not taking any money to be out there going off their own back and, again, having to travel an hour to find a beer. And when they find it, it's in a proper World Cup, like Qatar-branded glass, but it's... Ages away from the thing. Mm. Is beer the be all and end all of the World Cup? No, but is it everyone's basic right to culture? Yeah, what they put into their bodies and how they want to be affected. I think, very yeah, much so. But yeah, it's just dodgy. And also, I sent it in the group chat this week. I pull it up. There was a report from somebody. Let me get the information particularly. Navatara update. Oh, I'm panicking. Oh, I can't find it. I can't find it. Surely when I mean Qatar people of Qatar are not gonna say anything bad to um not get the World Cup. But surely if you're someone that's making a decision from FIFA, you're <laughs> thinking about the um like the negative effects. Well, shout out to all the international teams letting the workers come in and train with them. Yeah. The England national team had a bunch and they all got tickets to the game yeah. against Iran, which is cool. Um, yeah, this comes off Twitter from Amjab Tahar. Um, 
There's reports that Qatar bribed eight Ecuadorian players, 7.4 million, to lose the opener, 1-0, with the goal scored in the second half. Um, five Qatari and Ecuador insiders confirm this. Um, he says, we hope it's false. We hope sharing this will affect the outcome. The world should oppose FIFA corruption. So. I heard that was misinformation spread, but who knows? <laughs> if, if it ends 1-0 with a goal scored in the second half. We will know. <laughs> Coincidentally, imagine if it happens. <laughs> I mean, if it happens, can you say it's coincidence? Can you? No. Does this, for me, as an England fan... Um, in a World Cup where we genuinely have a shot at winning it, I think this for me, I know this is gonna, it's not gonna be nice to you boys, but it's the same as winning the Premier League in the year fans weren't in stadiums. There will be an asterisk next to this World Cup if you win it, like yeah, because it's a dodgy one. Like not so. I, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Qatar gonna beat Ecuador. <laughs> well, no, because if there's if there's reports of match fixing and then there's results that go that way. But it'd be different if it was like France or Brazil doing it, but Qatar, like, they're not going to, you know. I don't know. It's And Ecuador, like, neither of those teams are going to go far. Like, yeah. if it was like France versus Germany and Germany getting paid out, it's a bit different because they're two top teams. It's the whole thing that like Qatar even in the World Cup because they've never been in World One, mm. in one because they can't qualify because their yeah. team's fucking dog piss. <laughs> but I wonder how they got called out. Someone from Ecuador must have spoke yeah, up. Some, one of the. Money I can only buy you so much. Yeah. So much freedom, I suppose. But yeah, um, despite not a single ball being kicked in the World Cup, we've got <laughs> a second... This was so hard. Yeah, second group game, purely because by the time we record again, which I presume will be probably Sunday next week again, so yeah. a week today for us, most teams will have played two games. Mm, perfect. England will have played two games. So we will have a shitload of football to talk about. And on Instagram, there was like a random um, team generator and I landed in Australia. So they're going to win the World like Cup. <laughs> well, as we pointed out, um, Nkunku mm. has been replaced in the squad by the Frankfurt striker. I don't remember his name. Yeah. Um, he was funnily one of the lads who featured in that Saliba video. Oh, yeah. A bit of trouble for. Oh. <laughs> so uh, shout out the boys there. And Kareem the Dream Benzema. The best player in the world currently, according to whoever, let whip who give the Ballon d'Or. Well, he's their second best striker after Giroud, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Big Olivier. Um, he up. will be injured for the Australia game, potentially the entire World Cup. So oh, yeah. that is nuts. Who replaces him if he goes? That's a, who knows? There's no striker like him in the world, too. No. There's nobody that fits the mould of that team. So that that genuinely for France is quite concerning. Um but let's get into some predictions. So, Benny's done his. Shout out to Benny. I sent him a message and he got it done. Oh, well done, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Starts off with Wales versus Iran. Um, Scouse has got this one 2 0 Wales. Jackie and I both have it 1 0 Wales, and Benny has it 2 1 Wales. Qatar versus Senegal. Scousey, Jackie, and I all have it 2 0. Benny has it 1 0, all in the favour of Senegal. The Netherlands versus Ecuador. Ja- uh, Scassi has it 3-1. Jackie has it 3-0. Benny has it 2-0. I have it 4-0. All in the favour of Netherlands. England versus USA. The Liverpool boys. Scassi and Jackie have it both 3-1 England. Benny has it 1-0 England. I have it 2-1 England. The, US of the-, the United States of, of soccer. 
<laughs> Tunisia versus Australia. Uh, Skyce has got it two one Australia. Jackie's got it one 0 Australia. Benny's got it as a one all. I have it two 0 Australia. I need a one 0 Jackie. Well, it's a set piece, mate. Just They're going to be hey, friends just, and then just, just scrape by Tunisia. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we've got is a set piece. We're going to have one corner against France. We're going to score. We're going to have one corner against Tunisia. We're going to score. There we go. Harry Souter, <laughs> goal scorer for us. Going to be top goal scorer for Australia in the World Cup. I, I saw he got a gnarly um, the Australian coat of arms tattoo on his calf. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The man's <laughs> showing that he's not Scottish anymore. He's the man. Um, Poland versus Saudi Arabia. Skousi's got this one 1-0. Jackie's got it 2-1. Benny and I both have it 3-0, all in the favour of Poland. France versus Denmark. Skousi and Jackie have it 3-0. Benny has it 3-2. I have it 2-1, all for France. Argentina, Mexico. Skas has it 2-0, Jackie has it 3-2, Benny has it 2-1, I have it 3-1, all in the favour of Argentina. Our big picks for winner of the World Cup. Japan versus Costa Rica. Skas has it 1-0, Jackie has it 2-0, Benny, oh, Benny and I both have it 1-0. Belgium versus Morocco. Skas and Jackie 2-0, <laughs> Benny 4-1, me 3-0, all for Belgium. Croatia and Canada. Very similar all around from me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know again. ball, mate. We know ball. <laughs> the boys again backing a 1-0 for Croatia. Benny backing 2-0 and me backing 2-1 all in Croatia's favour. Spain versus Germany, a very interesting group game. There's not a lot of them that are genuinely good games, but I think this will be one. Yeah. Um, Skazi and Jackie both have it 2-0. No way. 2-0. all. sorry. <laughs> I also have it 2-0 and Benny has it 3-1 Germany. Uh, Cameroon versus Serbia. It's different now. It's different yeah. for me and Skas. Go on. Yeah, you've, you've differentiated. Uh, Skas, has it 1-0. Jackie has it 1-0 to Serbia. Ooh. And both Benny and I have it 2-1 in the favour of Serbia. Only one goal difference there. Only yeah. one goal. <laughs> close. Close, close, close. Korea versus Ghana. Skasi has picked a nil-all, which is crazy in a World Cup group game. Yeah. Uh, Jackie has a 1-0 career Benny has it as a 1-all draw And I have it 2-1 career Brazil versus Switzerland uh, Scassi has it 4-0 Jackie has it 3-1 Benny has it 2-1 I have it 3-0 And the last game of second games in the group stage That's a fucking weird way of saying that Looks a decent A great, another big game Portugal versus Uruguay uh, Scass has it 3-0 Portugal Jackie has it 1-0 oh, Did Uruguay. I actually? Yeah Fuck, can I change it? Oh, you want to go three 0 Uruguay, do you? I'm gonna go two all. Two all. I don't know why I did three 0 I must have read that wrong. Because you don't rate Darwin Nunez. You said Darwin Nunez. Is oh, shit. I'll go six 0 Uruguay then. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie's got it one 0 Uruguay. Ben has it two one Portugal, and I have it three two Portugal. I guarantee Portugal will win three 0 now. Now I've changed it. Yeah. I'm sticking with two all. And if they do. We all get to earflix, guys. I'll be here next pod. week, mate. <laughs> But yeah, there we go. So that leaves us uh, the one more round of group games that we'll predict next week on the pod after the first two have opened. And I think that concludes the podcast for this week. Yeah. So thank you all so very much for joining us on the dugout. Uh, Leave a comment and let us know what you think about Ronaldo, what you think about the state of this World Cup. Tell us how shit we are at our tips too. Also do that. Um, I've got one weird fact before we leave. One weird fact. Guess what elite defender in the world right now? His brother played for Brisbane Raw. 
elite defender in the world. His brother plays for Brisbane Roar. Played, not anymore, oh, but played. Played. I think he's a striker. Hmm. I've got. Is it actually his brother? Because I think I. Oh, apparently, I googled it. It <laughs> looked like it. It did. It doesn't look like it. No, apparently it is. It is. I could be wrong. Is it Van Dyke? Yeah. Are they actually yeah. brothers? I don't think so. Oh, well, I'll Google them. They said they were. Really? Yeah. Van Dyke's oh, brother there used to play for the Raw. Yeah. Let me Google it again. He's a bald guy, eh? Bald, yeah. Baldy. Van Dyke's brother. So I typed in Van Dyke's brother and they came up with him. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> so Virgil's brother played for Brizzy Raw. Yeah. Shout um, out. Never made that connection until you just said that. So Virgil, when you're finishing your career, lad. His brother Danny. Yeah. Danny Van Dyke. Danny Van Dyke. <laughs> Very so that's like, he's like Essex, lad. Well, like Danny yeah, Van Dyke. Hey, Danny. Hey, 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 you're, Dan. you're a geezer. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> well, Virgil, that, no, Virgil yeah. to Brisbane Rule then. Because I was going to make that on my quiz if we did it. And I was like, no one would guess like Danny Van Dyke. Yeah. So I was like, I'll just chuck in as a little cheeky fact at the end of the podcast. Well, there we go. When Virgil <laughs> finishes his career, he can come and play for the Roar and come and be on the potty. Yeah, yeah, fucking know. And replace Benny. So I have a teammate <laughs> who knows football. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for watching. <laughs> well, he is last than tips. So. <laughs> last than tips. He deserves oh. it. Yeah. Thanks very much for he's watching. He's not here. So. He's not here. Anyway, um, hopefully um, Wanky Frankie replies to us. If not, we'll... Um, <laughs> We'll see everyone everyone next week. We'll see you next week. Thanks very much, guys. Let's turn this off before it gets too wild. (laughs)